0: Road Racing returns at the Tour Down Under. It's ten from ten from Matthew Vanderpool. We've got the European Track Championships and even more Weird Dreams. All in the Saturday supplement from the Cycling Legends podcast powered by Vivlavello.cc Hi everybody, my name's Gary Fairley and this is the Saturday Supplement from the Cycling Legends podcast, powered by vivelovello.cc. It's Saturday the 13th of January, uh, this is our second show of the new year, um, and it's a bit mad to think that the the, the road season break is over, which it seems only to have started about 10 minutes ago, um, and we're already... Um, looking towards the final stage of the uh, the Santos Tour Down Under um, Women's World Tour race which started on Friday um, so obviously being in the Southern Hemisphere it's half a day ahead of me as I speak we'll talk about that in a minute we'll look forward to the men's race which starts on Tuesday we'll talk a little bit about about cyclocross, uh, we had the World Cup last weekend from Sonhofen. Um it's also national championships weekend so there's no uh, international cyclocross this weekend, talk a lot about the Euros and we will revisit um, some of my weird dreams, seemingly none of you have weird cycling related dreams so it must just be me we start with the Santos Tour Down Under Women's World Tour race which started on Friday in Hansdorf um, near Adelaide in South Australia. Um, a stage that was won by New Zealand national champion and AG insurance suit rider Ali Wollaston um, from a cracking sprint um, starting her 2024 season. ...in almost identical fashion to the way she did last season in 2023... ...where she won the, the Schwalbe Classic... Um, ...which was a precursor to last year's Santos Tour Down Under... Um, ...the difference being this is Ali Wollaston's first Women's World Tour victory... ...and we say congratulations to you... Um, ...Ali is is one of those riders who's kind of been there or thereabouts... Uh, ...she won the uh, the Festival also yakob last season... Um, so she's you know no stranger to the to the top step of the podium, but this is a, a, a cracking sprint. The, the the final part of the stage um, from Hansdorf into Campbelltown. Um, I'd, I'd said last week in a preview that it, it had a an uphill feel to it, and it certainly did. It was um, within the last seven hundred fifty meters, it was still climbing before descending um, towards the, uh, the the finish line, um, and I think to. to to most observers, we would expected that um, it was being set up for Lavalula Jacobs, Georgia Baker, um, the 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 new Australian national champion, Ruby Rosemond Gannon, her teammate, um, put a power of work in the last part of the the race, um, but it just wasn't being Watson. Um, took the sprint coming up um from the from the right hand side of the the, the race um to, to take the one ahead of Georgia Baker um and in third place it was UAE um Sophie uh UAE's Sophie Bertasolo um who took the uh, third place on this stage. Um you know it's just great to see racing back and seeing um you know open, honest racing that, that we see in the women's world tour and the women's peloton generally, um, and it was sunny and when you're watching it in the UK, um, it's it's nice to see um, you know, ride, you know, riders with ice vests and you know, cold drinks and all that kind of stuff, um, and just to see um, exuberant racing to, to, to kick off, um, which is going to be a, another busy world tour season. Stage two concluded overnight as as I speak um, on on Saturday. Um, It was the longest stage of the race, 104 kilometres from Glenelg to Stirling, um, a, a stage that finished with. Two pretty lumpy circuits uh, around the finishing town of Stirling, um, and it's a race that originally w- would have been was being set up by FDJ Suez for last year's race winner Gracie Brown, um, who today um, I think didn't have the legs and pretty much said said as much to the team. Um, and it was you know a decision on the roads to go with Plan B, um, and when your Plan B is none other than Danish superstar uh, Cecil Utrup Ludwig, um, then. That, that's not a bad card to have up your sleeve. Um, and Cicely took her, which is amazingly only her 7th ever World Tour victory, um, ahead of Soraya Paladin and, uh, and Stage 1's third place rider, um, uh, Sofia Bertasola of UAE. Um, it's just great to see uh, Cicely Utrecht-Ludwig winning. She's something... Um, I always get her thumbs up as being a serious racer. That you know, if you ever you were in any doubt, um, but I think a lot of us kind of view Cecilia Drup as being, um, you know, a bit of a character, um, and sometimes in the shadow of obviously in the shadow of Ed, SD Works um, and Canyon SRAM uh, and the other you know um, Lisa bike, um, and she's she's just a great racer and she's as hard as nails. And um, you know beneath that. Jokey, you know, put the hammer down. Um, good sound bites, good value interview. Um, she is a great racer, um, and when she was interviewed at, at the finish line, really, really good at the coverage um, from the uh, the host broadcaster. Are basically sticking microphones in the people and riders' faces, um, your know, minutes, seconds, even after they've come across the line. Um, she was delighted. Um, everybody watching it would have been delighted but she's also got an eye on the tomorrow's final stage um from Adelaide to Wallunga Hill. Um she said she she's wrecked that a couple of times um in training uh, over the um over the the winter break which she's be, she's been uh, based in Australia. Um and I would very much be happy to put a chunk of money on she's literally Ludwig winning the uh the stage on Sunday um and the overall. Uh, as I said it's 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 amazing to think that it's only her seventh women's world tour victory. Um, she's got Tour de France fam victories. She's won classics. Um, but yeah, starting our season like this, I hope this is the this is the uh, the catalyst for um, seeing um, her at the, on the podium uh, and on the top step a few times the, um, in twenty twenty four. So congratulations to uh, um, Cecilia Ludwig for that victory. We look forward um, to Sunday's final stage, I will be waking up, um, having my coffee and catching up with her, um, but I have a, I have a sneaking feeling, um, that yeah, it, it's, it's going to be a goodie. So the men race, um, kicks off on Tuesday, six stages, um, which have a real kind of classics feel to them, um, if that's being lazy, um, of the, of the, uh, the the six stages, that you know, no fewer than four of them have you know multiple loops of a of, of a circuit. So we've got um, you know multiple ascents of Wolunga Hill of, of lofty mountains. We well, have two two ascents, sorry, multiple. because it's like it's a day going up and down all the time. Um, but it looks like it's going to be um, a, it's it's a, a busy looking race. There's a lot of um, you know, it, international. Uh, representation um, It's you know the the, the, the tours that're under um, tend to be um focused um on you know, Australian and New Zealand riders but we've got a you know a, a fair European contingent at the race which is good for the race because it shows that teams are you know prepared you know, take it seriously and are prepared to send um a, a, you know a team, a team of seven riders um and support to Australia at the early part of the season. Um, I think the fact that there's such a big showing uh, for the men's peloton shows you that it's more difficult for teams uh, in, in the women's peloton to do that. So we're seeing there's no SD works. Um, for example, there's no movie Movistar, um, the women's race, and yet the teams are represented um, for, for for the men's race. So, uh, yeah, I guess you're maybe thinking, well, if you can take the men's race, why can't you take the women's? Team? Well, this is also, um, you know, yeah, that, that, that's... Possibly equally true, but two separate teams, separate budgets, etc. I get it, but one of the names of interest is none other than Julian Alaphilippe, Step, Quickstep, um, who is uh, we were chatting about Alaphilippe on the feed zone on the uh, on the subscriber feed earlier this week. Um, he's aiming for stage victories uh, at the Giro this year, um, issuing his home race of the Tour de France, and um, we do what we were speculating whether that means. A, 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 uh, an attack on the uh, the Olympic road race uh, in August. That remains to be seen. Um but pseudo Quips come um led by Alaphilippe, um, which you know is good a place to start your season as any in the in the warmth of Australia. Um obviously Team Jaco Alula um come with Caleb Ewan, Ewan, the new Australian men's road champion, Luke Plapp Plappie. Plap- um and a and a heavy um Aussie contingent there, but we also see um you know Barry victorious are there Decathlon a g two r bringing a you know a a predominantly french squad um it looks like we're going to see some pretty good racing over the uh, the six days of uh, of the race. Um, the stage profiles are are interesting. As I say, it's got a bit of a classics feel to it. Stage one um, is 144 kilometres from um, out with loops um, from Tanunda, um, so we have no fewer than three uh, climbs of uh, Mingles Hill, which is a um, yeah, you know, it's, it's a cat four, but it's, you know, in in a, in a stage of that length, that's going to take its toll on people's people's legs stage 2 is a similar kind of setup um 141 kilometers from Norwood to to Lomothal, which again has um you know multiple ascents of the same um of you know the same hills. Stage three, Tea Tree Gully to Campbelltown, is a bit more straightforward. It's a, a you know point to point, um, and a, another lumpy day. Um, the flat stage uh, is stage four, one for the sprinters, as, it's, as a, we would say in lazy punditry. Um, 136 kilometres from Murray Bridge out to Port Elliot, um, and the final two stages, um, Wollonga Hill, um, is two climbs of Wollonga Hill um, at. Um, at the end of stage five, um, which starts on Christie's Beach, um, it's actually got a bit of a similar feel to stage three, the women's race. Oh, it's a a bit longer, um, and the race concludes um, next Sunday, the twenty first of January, um, with the one hundred twenty eight kilometer stage from Unley to uh, to Mount Lofty, um, with uh, yeah three ascents of. Um, you know, as, as the name suggests, a, you know, it's it's good. It's it's a mountain, isn't it? So uh, yeah, um, summit finishes, multiple ascents, circuits. There's a lot of stuff to like about the Tour done Under, under this season. Um, if there hasn't been previously, um, so yeah, you know, I'm very much looking forward to that. It's not you know, neither race has been covered by sort of, mainstream Eurosport, if you like. So you'll need to have a Discovery Plus. Uh, subscription, or however else you access the racing, uh, uh, racing coverage elsewhere in the world. Um, but it's it's been great waking up, having a coffee, um, and catching up with the uh, the results. Um, and I, and I, and I hope you can too. Now, as crazy as it might sound, there's no World Cup or X Two O Bad Camer's Trophy or Super Prestige Cyclocross this weekend because it's well, it's national championships weekend across Europe, um, and. Yeah, we're 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 somewhat bereft of coverage. What do we do? Um, I guess we we probably enjoy the break because it has been an insane start to twenty twenty four. Um, and it continued. Um, for Matthew van der Poel, Um, in the, the the same vein as his entire season has been so far, ten starts, ten wins. Um, taking the win at Zonhofen. Um, ahead of uh, Joris Neuenhouse, um and Lawrence Swake. Um, we we were deliberating on the uh, on the feed zone earlier this week as to whether um, your know, Matthew Vanderpoel was killing cyclocross. Um, we, we I think a resounding answer is no, he's not. Um, but he's he's just just an incredible um, campaign that he's that he's waging on all and sundry. Um, the women's race was won by Puck Peters um who um went ahead of Inge van der Haiden and zoe backstead um which um, another world cup podium for uh, the young british rider um the i think the talking point of that race was lucinda Brandt's um, um crash which saw her um basically broke her nose um face planting in the mud um and she her front wheel went in the divot she stuck out her her left arm to to step to a uh, you know, protect herself, but I, I don't know if that's the wrist that she broke it this um in twenty twenty three um and ultimately her nose has taken the brunt of that crash. Um, she's she's on the the start line for the the Dutch national championships this weekend. Um, so no harm done, and she uh, mess- put on her Instagram during the week that, um, yeah, there was there was no surgery required. She was able to breathe normally. Um, but I suspect she'll be on the start line this weekend with, uh, with, with two black eyes. Um the world cup returns um next weekend at benidorm um, in spain which seems a bit it was jars slightly um but yeah the 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 globalization of uh, of it It goes to france and spain uh, and and the and places like that my goodness um so yeah um a, a bit of a respite from the uh, the insanity of the world cup and and, and the other um, circuits, but uh, yes, it will be back, um, back in the sunshine of Spain next weekend. Now, last week I was talking about weird cycling-related dreams and was confessing all and, and wondering that maybe I'm just too obsessed, watch too much cycling, or whatever. Um, and I, I, I had a couple of you know peaceful nights during the week where I, I didn't have any dreams about bikes or, or anything for that matter um, but I did have one on Thursday night where um, I was cleaning a Canyon mountain bike um, and was concerned that almost like a wrap on, on the underside of the tube was coming off um, and I wondered if this was you know bad engineering from Canyon um, and as I Kept washing the bike um, using a pressure washer, and we're under an awning somewhere. It might have been the the car park at Ten under the Ben um, event in Fort William. I don't know, um, but it seemed familiar, and there were vans about and so on. Um, but I I couldn't get the bike washed properly, and every time I went around the right hand side, the front forks were absolutely caked in mud again, and uh, this was this was panicking me along with the you know the wrap or the carbon or whatever that was potentially peeling off the down tube. Now, I've, psychologically, I can I can relate to this in as much as uh, um, it, my obsession um, w- w- with cleaning bikes and my joy at uh, the, the pleasure that I take from doing so, um, but I wonder if it's also an anxiety that my, 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 my Canyon Road bike is currently un, unused because it hasn't been out in the road. I haven't ridden the road this year yet, um, and I'm worrying that it's gathering dust. Um, another weird thing was that uh, one of the guys from one of our local bike shops was there um, and I could only clean my bike when he went away because he'd tell me I was doing it wrong so you know is this anxiety about cleaning bikes, is it about anxiety of going into bike shops because let's be honest they, they sometimes can't be the most, you know, they, they, or they can be a, an unfriendly kind of environment to the uninitiated you know, I, I, I like to think I can hold my own in a bike shop, um, it's, it's not complicated, I would like to buy that Thank you very much. There's your money. Um, so yeah, um, almost nobody, in fact, <laughs> entirely nobody has has emailed in um legends podcast at gmail.com to to suggest that they've been having weird cycling-related g- dreams. Maybe you don't have them, maybe they're just too bad for you to share with the uh, with the wider world. But if you are having, you know, bikey dreams. Drop us a line, tell us what's going on in your head um, and we'll and we we'll, you know we'll, we'll form a collective self-help group um, so yeah second podcast at gmail.com and just put weird dreams in the subject or you can tag me on on X at the Gary fairly so on the European track Championships are underway at Apeldoorn in the Netherlands, um, and you know, racing has been raging since since Wednesday night. Um, i will not go through all the uh, all the results, but it's been on Eurosport. It's been good watching. I haven't been following it. That intensely, I've been dipping in and out. Um, A few of the, the usual suspects, particularly if you watch the track Champions League um, at the tail end of 2023. Um, team Sprint uh, champions for 2024 are the Netherlands, as you might um, expect, with a team that has Geoffrey Hoogland, um, Harry Levrayson, and Roy Vandenberg there. Um, they've taken the, the gold ahead of a, a French. Uh, Team um, Great Britain won the team pursuit with Dan Biggar, Ethan Hater, Charlie Tanfield, um, and Ethan Vernon. Um, one of the the two cycling Ethans. Um, I, I get I'm mixed up with Ethan Hater. Um, the omnium was raging. Uh, last or oh, the women's omnium was was raging last <laughs> last night, uh, which I think was won by Norway's Anna Stenberg, um, the, the European Team Sprint champions of the women's side, are a German team of Leah Friedrich, Pauling Garabosch, and Emma Hintzer Again, as you might expect, um, edging out a British team of Sophie Capewell, Emma Finucan, and Katie Marchant. Emma Finucan, um won the. Uh, the individual sprint event ahead of um via friedrich beating her 2-0 um and it was uh emma Heinzer who took bronze in that um yeah um i i love watching track racing i, I don't profess to be an expert in, it in any way shape or form and um, but it is um you know it's it's a, a format that, that i do Genuinely love because of the you know the instant gratification and if you've been and if you've been watching the uh the track Champions league that takes that to the next level where there's something happening all the time and um, so it's a bit more of a relaxed schedule um for the uh, the European championships obviously been a, UE, a Uec the European yeah the, the union of European cyclists um rather than a, a UCI event um but you, you still have a some of the kind of um you know, the qualification rounds and so on um, but it's been great to watch and the programme continues um, today, Saturday um, and concludes on Sunday um, that's been on Eurosport um, so if you, if you don't have um, a Warner Discovery Discovery Plus, whatever it's called um, then you can still catch up with that um, on the normal telly so that's it for the, the second Saturday supplement from the Cycling Legends podcast of the new year. Um, you can g- catch up with us on social media. You can follow me at the Gary Fairley on X on Threads and also on Instagram. Um, you can also. Follow us on the feed at Cycling Legends One. You can drop us a line, Cycling Legends Podcast at gmail.com Let's just chat about cycling. What what what's what's exciting you about twenty twenty four? Let us know your thoughts. Tell us about your weird dreams. Yeah yeah. And um, but also tell us well, what do you think we should be talking about. Um, on the, the Cycling Legends podcast um, in 2024 we've got a few changes underway we have a new website for the whole Cycling Legends brand which will bring everything Chris at Sidwell's books we'll have posters to you, there's blogs there's um, and we also have the podcast um, there as well um, so if you're listening on the public feed you can sign up for our premium content that includes things like history shows, interviews, the feed zone every two weeks with myself Chris Sidwell's and David Stanley um, where we talk about all things cycling um, and you know, give your recommendations and uh, varying views of the world so it's not just me ranting in your ears. Um, so yeah you can sign up for that at the moment at cyclinglegendspodcast.com all for the price of a big coffee or £3.50 every month. In the meantime, thanks very much for your company once again and I look forward to talking to you next Saturday on the Saturday Supplement from the Cycling Legends podcast powered by vivlovello.cc